Welcome to another episode of the Onward Faster podcast with Bobby Motes and Aaron Leff. I'm here. Okay. Present. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to jump in there too, so I was like, do I keep <laughs> talking? Okay. Well, um, how was the week? It has been a very intense weekend. I am. It is Monday morning and I am barely recovered. Some awesome stuff that happened. We had an amazing engagement party for Miss Aaron Leff. Yes, we did. Party uh, of my life. Yes, it's it's. Uh, I had a lot of fun there. We I, set out way too late. Yeah, I don't recommend tequila for the first time after six months, and mm. that, and you wanting to go all out. I probably should have worked up to that, but I didn't. Hey, it was great. And then the next night, we we bookend that with another big party, where we saw um, the amazing Michael Ward. Right, raise shout out Michael. Shout out Michael. Raise nearly. I think they may have surpassed two million dollars. They did in one night. Raise that for Casa of Travis County. It was the Casa Blanca Gala. He was the chair. Um, we were all there to support him and support that organization. They do great work. If you've ever looked at the court appointed court court appointed special advocates group in Travis County, um, they help tremendously with foster kids in the in, in the system and. Uh, being advocates for them, uh, but we raised that was a record amount of money. That was super cool. It was it was crazy the amount of money that was being thrown around at that event, um, which just goes to show the economy is stronger than we know. Yeah, I was like, what recession? White, hundred thousand right. dollars here, fifty thousand dollars there. Yes, it's uh, it, and people are buying houses. So uh, people have cash. They have cash to buy houses. They still have cash. Don't be yes. down. This is the beginning of 2023, and it is different than it was last year. This is very different. Period. We had multiple offers over the weekend, several of yeah. them. Yeah, even with the no power? Even with, yeah, yeah. Uh, even with our icy power outage last week, um, there were still, well, and that happened last time too with the snowocalypse. Like we came out of that and the market went crazy, and it was sort of the same thing. Like, yeah. Buyers got locked in their houses and decided that they hated them and wanted to buy something else. <laughs> That's how it goes. I still have no internet at my house. Um, my heater didn't really work, so I was running off of a fireplace. Um, but I do know that there are people out there that did not have fireplaces that lost their heat, and they have decided that they want to move. So yep. it's get happening. in touch with them. They're moving. Be their real estate agent of choice. So with that, today, we what are we going to talk about, Erin? Um, today we are going to be talking about how to be a recruiting powerhouse. Yes, which I know we talked a little <laughs> bit about that before, but we did mention on one of our last couple podcasts that we are um, recruiting to 100 plus agents by the end of Q2. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, to make that happen, there's a lot of people have a lot of concerns about that, not just us, <laughs> right? Um, and how, how do you execute that? And we already talked about how we do execute it um, with, with our partnership inside of Livian, but how do we, you know, one of the biggest um, things that you are supposed to do as a rainmaker, as a CEO, is maintain culture, Yep. right? That's a big deal. So I want to talk about how, not only how we're, we're doing and in, in building to 100 agents, but like what the philosophy is around that and why we, it's a good thing for everybody. And uh, yeah, how we're going to make it happen. Everybody's going to be better for it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Aaron, first, <laughs> first question. We tell this story to a lot of people. I've gone and I've t- I talked to a lot of team leaders, broker owners, operating principals in Keller Williams um, about what we're doing and recruiting to 100 agents as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And they look up and they're like, how? Because their whole job, their whole job 
is recruiting. Mm -hmm. And we, we're recruiting more prolifically mm -hmm. than most market centers or brokerages out there. How are we executing on that? That's a very loaded question. There's a lot, there's a lot that goes into recruiting, right? And I, it started. Well, okay. If it's loaded, then <laughs> if, if a market center owner, team leader, whatever came up to you mm -hmm. and said, Aaron, mm -hmm. what are you doing? Like, and how do I do that? High level. Don't give them all the details. Like, yeah. First things first is that you can't be afraid of brand new agents. I think a lot of people who um, are leadership, either from a team leader perspective, running a brokerage, et cetera, um, I think that there's a negative connotation when somebody says that they're a new agent. And for me, I truly just see that as an opportunity for somebody to come in and be culturally cohesive with everybody else that we have. We have the opportunity to teach them how to do it the right way. And we also have um, the time to teach them how to do it the right way. And I know that that's the most limited resource for everybody who's in an upper level position inside of um whether it be KW or other brokerages, right? And that's usually the number one thing that I hear is that I don't have the time to truly be a mentor to them. And so that was one of the first things that we built out was the ability to make sure that we were able to take care of them and see them through this process and go through essentially proof of concept to make sure that, you know, that we were weeding out the weak, that we're not actually going to make it in real estate and that we were supporting uh, the hungry and making sure that they got to where it is that they wanted to go. That was yeah. my that was my first priority. If you don't have that and you're not confident in that and what the story is, it's really challenging. So we take on a lot of agents to weed them out, to convince them to not be in real estate. Yeah. I mean, essentially, yes. Our entire job is to, you know, either get people to where it is that they're ultimately going to go, but faster right? Mm -hmm. um, or financially save them and help them decide as quickly as possible that this is not going to be for them so that they can move on to whatever their next thing is. Right. Okay. So brand new agents. Mm -hmm. Why brand new agents versus experienced agents? Why, are you, why do you commit so much time to that? The idea being that you can help them in their come up right? Like you get to be a part of that success through others and change that trajectory for them. I mean, the reality is, is that, you know, most agents don't make it past their very first year. There's that statistic, right? Um, and while producing agents feels like an easy grab, I, in my experience, and been doing this for a while now, um, producing agents or quote unquote producing agents, right? You would usually look for somebody who seems like they're on the struggle bus, like somewhere between like a million and three million a year. Um, if you were to go recruit producing agents and usually they're in that spot because they have either a bad headspace, a bad mindset about it, um, <clears throat> bad tactics that are very, very hard to break them of. Usually with a producing agent, you're still starting all over. They just have a bad attitude about it, right? Like you still need to go back and start them from the beginning and go, yeah. no, 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 here's how you do it right. And it's harder to undo something than it is to just give somebody the right playbook and help them execute. Because people have egos. And I know we've done yes, that. We've oh done gosh, that in the yes. past, and we've had agents come in that just kind of 
and maybe they don't they don't do it on purpose, but it, it tends to erode the culture a little bit yes. of the organization. Yeah, and they and you know they run around saying, well, I know how to do it better. I know how to do it better, but they don't have a proof of concept, right? And so, um, I think the ego hits the nail on the head. They they want to come in and, and leave their mark, which there's nothing wrong with, but it takes a special somebody to be able to drop the bad stuff that they've already learned. And not to say that that can't totally happen, because we've definitely hired producing agents that are still with us that are successful. It's just a very, very, very select small percentage of people who can make that work and have the right mindset around, you know, their business. Right. Right. So we are recruiting a lot of people mm -hmm. to weed through them, find out who's the best cultural fits, who's mm -hmm. actually going to get in there and, and work, which for us culture is um, get out there and produce. Mm -hmm. um, so not only so that the organization thrives, but so that they thrive mm -hmm. um, in their own personal real estate business. Yeah. If they have what I call gas, which is the give a shit, if they've got gas and yeah. they are going to care fiercely about their clients, that's who we're looking for. And if they're missing those pieces in between, like that's us, right? Like mm -hmm. we could totally do that. Um, but those pieces to me, you can't really teach. You can't really train on everything else we got. It's, it's that, that care piece and that, you know, do you have the gas? Okay. So, and I know we've talked about our training program in the past. So we're recruiting a lot of agents to the training program. Mm -hmm. About how long does that take just to give a refresher? 90 days. It's a 12 week program. 90 days to whether uh, to get them in or out, mm -hmm. out of that. Hopefully we've got the best of the best, mm -hmm. right? And they are ready to rock and roll. Yep. And we are, your focus is to get us to a hundred out of that training program ish mm -hmm. sometime during this year. Mm -hmm. that, that's a pretty big goal. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, what do people is. tell you when they hear that? You, no. You're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. Yeah. You're, uh, you're insane. And I, I mean... Partly, yes. I mean, there's. I don't know that there is a whole lot of people who who could do that. Um, yeah. But we, you know, that that is my biggest focus. And people are like, oh, it's just for the number. Like, oh, and that, oh, how are you going to take care of that many people, etc. And what most people don't really understand is how passionate I am about helping people through that trajectory. Just because I had a negative one, like if you're asking me what gets me jacked up in the morning is. You know, if they choose us, I am confident that we are a safe choice to get them exactly where it is that they want to go. Um, and we can help them do that through our, you know, training program, through our coaching, through our mentorship, et cetera. And so that's why I'm passionate about it. I don't believe that most people bring on new agents with the level of care that, that we do. Yeah. And just for you, those of y'all listening, I want you to know that this is happening and happening at a high level i last at the end of last week i got some numbers around what recruiting looks like um for you aaron and oh yeah i, I don't know if you've, you've even heard this breaking news with bobby moats we so we started the year with 28 agents mm -hmm. right year to date we've signed nine mm -hmm. and that was through january mm -hmm. basically and we, we lost two weeks at the beginning of january <laughs> we did we didn't the first two weeks didn't count yeah we have Eight that are in the final talks, mm -hmm. so ready to get going pretty quick. Mm -hmm. 20 agents that are in the middle of their KPA, which is our, our recruiting process for the, those of you that don't know that are kind of in the middle of that. 25 that are just beginning their interviews. They've already had their initial conversation and they've said yes and are can, like starting the interviews right now. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge pipeline in itself. And that's just right now. Mm -hmm. And we've only been doing it for like, three and a half weeks, this, this ramp up. Yeah. 
And on top of that, there are 80 initial interviews happening each week. I don't know how many TLs <laughs> you could say are doing that same thing. 80 conversations with yeah. somebody added to the pipeline for mm -hmm. recruiting and getting them into this training mm -hmm. every week. Yep. That's ridiculous. That is nuts. That is crazy. Numbers are important. I do a really bad job of storytelling around numbers. But yeah, um, you know, one of the great parts about um, our personal, my personality type as a, as a coach, a leader, a mentor is being able to clear the noise and seeing the priority for what it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's our, that's our priority right now. We want to make sure that our agents have an opportunity to be a big fish in a big pond. We are working with the top 20% of agents. Um, and that's the most important thing to us. And I also want to, reiterate that this could not have been possible without our, our partnership with Livian. True. Right. A hundred percent. And in fact, that's, if you're asking me, well, why now? <laughs> that's exactly why this is always, um, from my perspective, it's not that it hasn't been possible in the past. It's that the dynamics and the dichotomy of sales versus operation is, is always challenging. Um, and so Livian gives us that opportunity to have the backbone to truly be able to, to do this. Right. And to, to scale with the systems and the processes that the agents need and be able to bring 100 agents on and not cost a fortune to get them through that training program. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's really, that's, I know that a lot of TLs that I've talked about that with, it just kind of blows their mind. So that's crazy that it's happening. And then mm -hmm. we're going to blow by mm -hmm. probably the goals there. Because there are a lot of people out there that do want to get in real estate. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's a tremendous number of people that do want to get in real estate that probably should never be getting into real estate. <laughs> and we're trying to help them get to that decision because real estate is not easy, yeah. right? It's simple. Well, there's a lot of people out there too who would be really good at it, who nobody has had that conversation because of the perception of the real estate agent. It's a used car salesman. It's the you know, the mom with who is doing it part time and like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think the perception out there is that it's kind of like the secondary job. And, um, you know, again, I know that this is why you do it too. It legitimately changes lives. Like the trajectory of who I could have been, where I could have been legitimately changed because I chose this as my career. And I don't think enough people probably feel confident in going out there and having that conversation, but it's true. And we have those stories on our team, um, mm -hmm. alone and a along with colleagues and friends of ours who are in real estate. And so um, I think that that's truly impactful. And, pop. you know, we all as a real estate community could do a better job of going out there and seeking out talent and, and saying and dropping the seed of like, you could totally do this. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of people, every successful agent I've ever met, it, this has been, they came in, they put in the work. Mm -hmm. It has changed the life completely. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so if you're interested in changing your life, jump yeah. in real estate. Well, and I think the other half to that is that if you go have those conversations with the uber successful and the people who were doing this as a legitimate career, they didn't get there without some type of hardship either. So, you know, those who can be resilient, those who can withstand the storm, you know, are the ones who are, are going to be successful. <clears throat> so... With your philosophy on, on, on approaching recruiting on a day-to-day -day basis, um, what's the number one thing that you would tell, not necessarily team leaders, because that's their one thing, right? People that run brokerages. Mm -hmm. 
What's the one thing that you would tell other rainmakers on teams that are trying to grow their team? The most important thing they should focus on, or how how should they change their attitude to to approach recruiting? Leverage. <laughs> that sounds simple. You have to give it the time, right? Whatever whatever you focus on expands. Thank you, Bold Law. But it's true, right? I came back from family reunion. I don't know four or five years ago, and it became my number one thing. Even though I was leading this entire organization, technically. Um, it became the most important thing to me because it was the thing that brought safety to everybody else as well, mm-hmm. right? Um, there is safety in numbers. There's more value proposition in profitability and doing well. So, you know, the bigger that we got, the more that we could offer everybody. Yep. And, um, you know, that became really, really important to me is protecting the people who were playing all in with us. So, you know, but it had to, I had to come back and get really clear, like I said, on what the priority was. The priority was going out there and finding top talent. The priority was, you know, going out there and finding people who were going to be all in with us no matter what happened. And um, through that, of course, we had challenges and, you know, people that didn't work out, but also through it, we had people show up that really get it and really, you know, um, operate like I do, who have a passion for developing other people and helping people see this truly as a career. So one thing that I've noticed too, is a lot of people look at recruiting as an ancillary activity. Yes. And you look at it as a primary lead gen activity. It's my only one. Yeah. Now. It's the, the most important thing. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, I think that that's the biggest downfall is every, and I did this in the beginning too, mm-hmm. I, is it was just kind of secondary mm-hmm. to everything else. Or when people come to me, so I've been having a lot of masterminds around this recently and I, you know, I hear people talk about it and they're like, man, I really want to add two people to my team this year. And I'm like, it's not worth your time. Like truly it's not because statistically both of those people are probably going to opt out before you ever get them out of training. Like it's going to be too hard for them, right? Um, If you're going to do two, you should do 10 because of those 10, you might get three that are really good. Do you know what I mean? And like the rest of them probably aren't going to swing it. And if they do, that's amazing. But the reality just, the the statistics aren't there for that, right? You see, that's that's a mind shift for a lot of people because a lot of people try and treat, and I know we've tried this too. They Mm -hmm. try and treat the interview process Mm -hmm. as their like test run to determine if they're going to be good or not. Mm -hmm. And you could have the most amazing people in the world come through that interview process, knock everybody's socks off, but inevitably, it once you get down to it and jump into real estate and start working with the team, you 90% of those people, 80% of those people are going to flame out anyways because mm-hmm. it's just not for them. Whether it's, whether it's your team, maybe your team is not for them, your organization, your brokerage, whatever mm-hmm. that is, or maybe real estate's not for them, mm-hmm. even if they're experienced agents. Well, and here's the thing that a lot of people don't talk about. Number one, there's definitely a fear around recruiting, right? More than a, more yeah. than a couple. And I think that that's silly. Like if you're going to do it, give them a community to be a part of, give them other people who are coming in at the same time as them. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Number two, having after, I, I mean, I took the time to interview team leaders when I started in this role and I realized that needed to be my focus and team leaders things, but like that's their number one thing. Right. Um, And I asked them, you know, the KPA, which is the Keller Personality Assessment, it's a process that, you know, that they give us for interviews. It's great. And how do you really know the difference on whether somebody's going to be successful or not? And their response was, you don't. You just don't. There are people who, like you said, who nail that interview process. And then there are people who 
um, maybe don't nail that interview process who are kind of a wild card that you're bringing on that will truly surprise you. So when I hear that people are super relentless about that interview process, which we are, but it's very much a cultural focus, like, are we going to like working with you? Are you coachable? Can we actually be a mentor? Or are you going to come in and try to reinvent the wheel that we've already tried to reinvent a few times over ourselves? You know what I mean? Like, that's what we're digging in when it comes to that interview process. It's not holding your feet to the fire and whether you're going to be a high producer or not, because that's sort of possible, impossible to know without them going through that training program. And I do believe that that is where most people get it wrong. There are definitely people with egos who are like, I only hire rock stars. I've got six rock stars on my team, right? And from my perspective, that's just not going to work for very long because if two of them leave together, because usually they're friends, right? Usually, you know, if they're working together every day, if if one goes, another is going to go, and then there's a good chunk of your team, and what are you going to do from here, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's safety in numbers in that sense, and culturally, everybody, it's it's safer, it's more cohesive, it's easier, actually, when you have more people, it's easier to see truly who the bad egg is, because your culture will reject it, which has been pretty cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's really important to understand, and it's the thing that most Rainmakers, CEOs, um, people at the top of the mountain, that's what they don't understand, is they think that they're going to get it right, and they might get it right for a short period of time. But long term, you're going to have massive, massive instability. Right. So one thing that I, we probably one of the biggest fears around this, too, especially with agents in our organization or other organizations where this is happening is as we grow, um, there's a lot of fear around, you know, too many people, mm-hmm. not not too many people, but um, maybe the culture changing. Or just feeling like a number or, or feeling like a number. Yeah. How, how do you speak to that? So I, I understand that not everybody sees it like we see it from the, the position that we're in. And as an agent, I can see f- feeling nervous about growth. Growth is challenging. Growth is change. Mm-hmm. Growth is a difference sometimes in your daily life. And one of the things that I'm really confident that we've built is the ability to grow and also take care of people at the highest level possible. I feel a massive amount of responsibility to make sure the people in our lives are taken care of and that we can live up to the promises that we've made to this point. So I think it is a shift in mindset for everybody as a whole. But here's what I know. Number one, and even Gary talks about like how he would never, and I think we've touched on this in the past, how he would never own a business without having a partner, right? He doesn't have a single business where he doesn't have another partner in it. So that's number one. We are everybody's partners in this. Number two, I'm a very big believer that it's going to see you through hard times, meaning like life is going to happen, right? And if you're a single solo agent out there and something happens major in your life, your business stops because there's nobody else to lead it from the front. Being a part of an organization gives you an opportunity to truly live life. And whether that's going on vacations, whether that's a tragedy happening in your life, whatever, it is that extra infrastructure that makes sure that you have a legitimate career, continue to get paid whenever things hit the fan, right? Um, And the other thing is, is that, you know, being a big fish in a big pond, like I said, our training program is more training than most agents get in five years. Like we are really cramming it in and pushing them into production quickly so that they can get that real life, like the real life lessons from it. And having that 
out there against all of these other agents makes our people incredibly competitive. That makes them a big fish in a big pond. They are not just a number. It is they can they can compete. And, you know, the, the bigger the pond is that we create, the bigger places that they have to go inside of our organization. And so now is the fun part where we get to show them that trajectory and everything that they can do inside of our world. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things also, and we talked about this throughout this, is as those agents come out of the training programs that we put in place and the cream rises to the top, all of a sudden you have a bunch of high-producing agents that all are committed, that all are a good cultural fit. Mm -hmm. They want to be a part of this. And I feel like that makes for a great workplace environment um, where you have a bunch of like-minded individuals striving for the same goal Mm -hmm. that are all culturally connected to you. Absolutely. Um, And it just makes it more satisfying doing it together mm-hmm. and not alone. Everybody is naive to think that they would be better by themselves. That is an ego that yeah. desperately needs to be checked if you have any shot at being successful long-term or being a true business owner. And here's the thing. It's not that anybody inside of our organization couldn't go out there and do it by themselves. They could. The question is, is can you do it better, faster, stronger with a community built around you that is supporting your business and that is in true partnership, ensuring that you are profitable and that you actually have take home money at the end of the day. Well, yeah, that, that is how that works. Right. So, um, I think that it's silly when people, um, jump off teams to go quote unquote, I got to go do my own thing. It's got to be about me. And it's like, well, it is about you. You just decided that it wasn't right. And so, um, I think, you know, the, to go out there and learn those lessons and hold yourself back because you need to go do it yourself just doesn't even compute for me. Right. Right. Okay. Aaron, we are six months down the road. We have a hundred agents. A lot of them are going to be in the training program, right? Mm -hmm. And we're going to be sifting them out with, but we'll also have a lot that are out of the training program. What is the biggest issue that we're going to face as an organization with that size number? Breaking shit. Can, yeah. I say, can I say shit? Yeah. We're, <laughs> I think we're listed as explicit. Uh, perfect. Well, if I'd have known that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, there's, there's always things that you don't know when you're building something. We're really great at building the plane as we fly it. And there's always unknowns on the other side. Um, so I imagine there will be a few things that break. I imagine there will be some people that break through this growth process. And uh, it is the cal- character development that we need for true success. And we need our people to go through that character development too, to get to where it is that they want to be. I've seen their goals. I've seen what it is that they want to do. And there is going to be some, there's going to be some challenges um, for those people. So, um, you know, we, we're, we're over here breaking shit and that's okay because we've navigated that a hundred million times over. And I'm not, I'm not actually worried about it. I don't think it's going to be that huge of a problem. It's going to make us better at what we do. We are absolutely going to have to rise to the occasion. I, I agree 100%. A lot of people look at us right now and when I tell them we have 30 agents mm-hmm. and they look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> and it's kind of par for the course right now. Like, yeah, yeah we know that we have 30 agents and we know how to offer. Y- you will get through it and mm-hmm. any any hard stuff that arises mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're going to figure it out. Yeah. Because you're like, you're a business owner. Right. Right. So anyways, well, thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. You're amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. Don't don't drink any more tequila. <laughs> no. Okay. No more alcohol um, for a while. 
Is there anything else you want to add about around recruiting and growing the team or anything around that? I'm just really excited about where we are headed. There are some things that our team doesn't know quite yet that I, that are coming in the works and that I'm really stoked about um, to like really give them a path to either leadership and or business ownership, true, like, you know, partnerships right. with us. Um, so I'm really excited about um, levels that we're going to be rolling out in the really near future that'll give them that that path and that clarity around that path to make it easy. Yeah, it. And again, we reiterated this before, but the whole partnership with Livian has given us given us the ability to to work on the business, not in the business. Yes. Um, and to focus on the things that are going to drive everybody's businesses forward. And I am excited about all those things and launching those. And, get, and we'll talk about those more as we go on. But um, Man, you're blown it out of the water. Thank you. When we hit the 100 unit, 100 <laughs> agents. Um, you're sending me to Cabo. You already said that. No, uh, <laughs> if they all have a transaction in a month, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. Um, but, man, I'm, I'm glad we got to sit down and talk about this. Yeah. Thanks for having me here today, Bobby. It's been great. I mean, you live here. Yeah, it's so. true. No. Yeah. You mean at the office? Yeah, yeah. at the office. So. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> um, so I just I want to leave a little nugget out there for everybody who is listening today. If you're if you're thinking about two, do ten. If there's anything to take away from this, it's that um, because you're not going to get it right. There's going right. to be people that leave. Make it worth your time. If you're going to mentor and pour into people, um, you want to make sure that they're also going to be respectful of that. So that is a great quote. If you're thinking about two. Do 10. Yep. That's going to be our recruiting. We need shirts for that. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we need shirts. And if, you have, it, if you're going to be at Family Reunion and you want to know more about how Erin is supercharging recruiting and in the business, um, she is hosting a director of sales mastermind. Um, the room is only holds 250 people-ish, I think. I think it's less than that, but yeah. Less than that. So if you want to pick her brain... And, and listen to her talk about this at a really high level, a really detailed level, to give you all the ins and outs of, of how to do it, mm-hmm. you need to go register for that. Yep. And get your ticket. They are free. Yeah. Add me on Facebook, Aaron Left. Find me on Instagram, Aaron Left's yep. Chaos. How, how right yep. is that? Yes. Um, but the links are on my, or in my bios. Or on the Livian's Facebook page also. Uh-huh. And we'll be sending an email out pretty soon that'll go to a big chunk of agents. But if you're coming to Family Reunion, go check that out. It's in a few weeks. It's going to be awesome. Um, also if you're not going to family reunion, email Aaron or reach out to her and yeah. she would be more than happy Always. to walk you through this. And I'm, she's, she's not going to hit me for saying that she, no. she just will be. So, yeah. oh, I'm glad we could carve some time out to sit down today early in the week. That's totally fine. Literally. Um, but Mondays are hard. Yeah. Mondays <laughs> are hard. Most of the time we do these on Fridays. Yeah. Um, but we're going to, you know, keep our commitment to do this weekly. I know there was a long break, but we're going to, we're going to keep going and we're going to keep rolling and keep coming back and listening to all the knowledge that Aaron is going to drop <laughs> week to week. And you too, Bobby. Oh yeah, me too. So not really. So. Thank you guys for listening to the Onward Faster podcast with Aaron Leff and Bobby Motes. Make great choices. Okay, bye.